welcome to Catalyst Podcast, your new favorite spiritual podcast that really centers decolonizing and understanding our socializations while building authentic, inclusive community. Basically, it's a catalyst within your spiritual journey. So let's dive right in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Catalyst Podcast. I'm your host, Nike. And today we're continuing on with the series where I am diving into the spiritual coaching concepts that are the most popular and kind of navigating and being intersectionality to them. And for today's episode, it's actually an expansion on a post that I made last week, five beefs that I have with the wellness and spiritual space. And so I'm going to go through each beef, why I have them and how to make or do a perspective or more of, inclus- of an inclusion and intersectional way to navigate the concepts. So let's just dive right in. Number one beef, coaches who market that they're trauma-informed yet are not informed in racial trauma. Y'all, the amount of times that I've been on a call with someone that I want to potentially work with, collaborate with, what have you, whether it's me investing like my money, time, energy, and vulnerability to work with someone or whether it's me, you know, chatting with someone to see if they, we could do a collaboration, if I want to work with them, if I want to go on their podcast, if I want them to come on here, whatever it may be. The amount of times I've seen coaches say that they're trauma-informed, yet do not know how to hold space for racial trauma. I think we are very misinformed when it comes to what trauma-informed is, and um, being trauma-informed is such an investment. Um, I say that I'm trauma-informed. I don't usually market myself as trauma-informed, but it's definitely something that I do use. I use the tools in my coaching, but it's because I am a special education teacher. I focus my master's on special education. And so we had a lot of trauma-informed um, practices and I work with a lot of kids who are not na- like navigating their trauma right now students who are unhoused students who are just in really difficult situations and so I feel a little bit like I could hold space for folks who are trauma-informed and then also I've done s- countless workshops and countless classes on it Um, And so when I bring it up to folks like who are saying they're trauma informed and I'm saying, okay, well, are you able to hold space? Like when I'm navigating in my healing, sometimes my trauma, like my racial trauma comes up or the parts of my trauma that are really related to systemic oppression show up. Like, how would you hold space for me? They're always stumped. It's like they've never even done a Google search on racial trauma. I had someone once say, this is going to be a ranting podcast. I hope you're ready for it. We're going into the tea. Um, I had someone once tell me that they didn't even know racial trauma was a thing. <laughs> you have to laugh in order not to cry, right? You have to laugh in order not to cry. It is despicable how many folks say that they're trauma-informed and they market themselves as so, as a coach, and they have even glimpse at the amount of traumas that there are in this world. How could you make this more intersectional if you're saying you're trauma-informed and you don't even know that there's racial trauma? 
Um, number one, if you're going to say that you're tr- trauma-informed, either set the parameters of how informed you are. Like I, for example, I was actually looking at a therapist earlier today and I thought they were just like so interesting the work that they did. And they specified who they have countless, countless um, experience serving and like their specializations, which I think therapists tend to do. I think coaches should take that into consideration. The thing with therapy and therapists and psychologists and psychiatrists are that they need a certification, they need education and coaching. You don't need that. That is the, it's a little bit of an ick. Also, that's why I changed from coaching to consulting. Not a huge difference, but a little bit. And I have the education to back it up, backing it up. Anyway, (laughs) the ADHD is real high here too. I just had a lot of Reese's Christmas trees because they were 70% off at Target. So um, I actually was looking at the therapist and they were saying specifically that they have experience for the last like 15 years serving and supporting, I think they were saying queer and trans folk. And then they list all the specializations. And that was so illuminating for me. And I really appreciated that because even though I was looking like potentially to work with them or reach out to them for like therapy. I was like, okay, these are their specializations and this is what they are saying they have the most experience with. And it's clearly showing this is like their area of complete and utter expertise. Like you could feel it and how confident they were in saying, I specialize in this. And it didn't feel exclusory at all. And it felt very much like this isn't necessarily a space for me to occupy, but this is definitely someone who knows what they're doing. And this is someone that I have in the back of my head, for, like as a recommendation, as someone I would reach out to for like a collaboration. It's just like when you specify what you can do and you don't waste people's times or resources and you don't take advantage of them, it's so beneficial. So if you're trauma-informed, you think you're trauma-informed, specifies where you are trauma-informed put the parameters around it or if you're not trauma-informed and you want to use it invest in being trauma-informed put striving to be trauma-informed and put all the ways that you are trying to do so I think especially if you're using this in your marketing and you're using it to get people into your containers be explicitly clear about how you can serve rant over for this portion but we get to we're about to get more into ranting um yeah (laughs) okay next next beef that i have is folks who use black and indigenous trauma wisdom stories and practices just period and obviously the people who are not black and indigenous and I always feel like I have to specify indigenous. I don't, when I speak, say indigenous, I don't only mean indigenous to the United States. Okay. Just so y'all know, specify it. And also the amount of times I've seen folks who use black trauma to defend their views or to defend themselves in an argument. Like every time I see like a white person 
trying to defend themselves whether like for any reason I always see them pull up a quote from Malcolm X or from Martin Luther King I don't understand and like usually it has nothing to do with racial trauma or oppression just like any oppression or any issue that they might have or anything that like any problem that they have it seldomly has it seldomly has to do with like race like they're trying to affirm something that has to do with race and they always pull Martin Luther King Malcolm X someone black <laughs> I even been like someone used some of my content sometimes to defend their stance and it's just like honestly you have there's so many white people that probably have said something to that can affirm your you and your argument like Benet Brown or whatever especially if it has nothing to do with black people or you're not like trying to affirm empower upheld center why are you using it why are you using it yeah next one um, the term divisive, when someone doesn't agree with you, if someone mentions, mentions systematic issues, like I get this so much in the spiritual space, less now because I feel like the community that I'm really building and intersecting with and the people who are allowing me to be a part of their communities are not like this, but Anytime you talk about racism, anytime I talk about the nuances of like the language that we use, like why do we use light and white as like good, nice, powerful, beautiful, and spirituality, light worker, love and light. Like why do we use those terms? And then we use like dark shadow. Like when we talk about um, black and indigenous uh, traditional religions or spiritualities like ooh, voodoo is scary <laughs> and um hoodoo is scary and like the indigenous people when they did this was scary like when we specifically use like language like that and I brought it up people will say like why are you being so diverse divisive people aren't being divisive when they're just sharing about their experiences and they're pointing out the things that are so toxic and harmful I don't understand why we do that in the spiritual space of like we're all one so like if you bring up something that causes tension or makes us uncomfortable or causes us to think outside the scope of one thought then you're divisive no I'm freaking real I'm being authentic I'm not going to stifle the way that I feel and the bullshit that I'm seeing in order to appease you out of out of the guise of being afraid to be called divisive I'm over it I'm not divisive you are you're divisive because if you don't want to stand for nothing then you're divisive I don't understand how people can enter the spiritual space and not have empathy for others and want to shift and change like it's not that you have to be a spiritual activist and you have to be on the roads and like going to conferences and meeting with the president of the white house but the fact that we're in spiritual spaces and people will literally say something so racially offensive or will stand by when someone's being so dismissive to someone else and they'll do it under the guise of not wanting to be divisive because we're all one is baffling to me. I've seen it countless of times in front of me. I've seen it countless times done to me. And one time I was intersecting someone who was saying something so, so harmful about 
Asian folks in a spiritual space. And they told me I was being divisive. And you know what I did? I got my ass up and I left because using divisive, people think they can use that, especially in the spiritual space, as a way to just stifle you bringing any concern. F that. I'm not the one. And you know what? None of us are the one. Like, it's manipulation. It's emotional abuse as well. (laughs) I'm really ranting. I'm ranting, but it's true. So yeah, it's not divisive. People are are sharing their lived experiences. People are calling out things in real life. And if you have ever been in a space and someone has done that to you, my heart goes out for you. And it's hard too. I hate when like you're in the space and you're being harmed and then you also have to put in the hat of defending yourself and illuminating what's wrong. Because not only have you just been harmed, but now you have to play a whole other role of defending. Like, no, the community around you should be pointing that stuff out and defending you and affirming you and protecting you. It's not fair. And that happens a lot to Black and Indigenous women plus femmes and those who are harmed by misogyny. Next. Um. Oh, I think I already talked about did I I think I did talk about this okay this beef is specifically with like coaches and brands and I've seen this happen so many times and it's honestly so cringy it's not even like beef but it's so cringy and it's so like people don't even know this is going on but I hate 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 it's like so awkward when coaches and brands aren't training their social media assistants to learn how to speak like them or speak like the brand like if you're a white woman you are not using AAVE probably in real life if you're a spiritual white woman in the wellness space I know you're not using AAVE like I just know it and it's so weird because sometimes I'll see posts that I know it's not that person and I know it's just like their social media account or their VA um, who's doing it and they're using G- Gen Z talk as they say but it's really just AAVE. It sounds weird and it sounds inauthentic. Like I saw someone that I know well and I know it was the VA who wrote this and I remember them telling me we I hired a new VA and they are Gen Z. They're 24, they're Gen Z and um they just get the language and like how to how to do messaging. And so I was like, "Oh, okay." And the post that I saw like they used I don't remember the exact term but they were just using it and I'm like this sounds not like you it doesn't align with your branding it doesn't align with your messaging like who are you trying to appeal to even if you're trying to appeal with Gen Z people folks is that the best route to go for like your content like it just feels very misaligned miss directed I don't know um so it's just awkward or sometimes when I see brands just using AVE it just is weird (laughs) 
And it's also just so dismissive. Like, you don't know where this language is coming from. Yeah, it's weird. It's giving weird. Oh, I think that's what they said. I think the post was like, they were posting about, this person's like an empowerment coach. Y'all won't know who I'm talking about. This person's an empowerment coach and they were posting about like empowerment and they were like, it's giving empowered. And it's like, that does not... (laughs) That is not something that person would ever say. Like, you just look at them and you know they would ever never say it. And even if they said it, it was coming out of their mouth. It would sound so, so foreign. Yeah. So that's the beef that I have with the spiritual wellness space. Um, I probably have more, but that's the post that I made. And honestly, no shade to folks who do it. Like, whatever. Honestly, people live their life how they live their life and you are responsible for what you put out and whatever makes you feel like you're doing what you need to do in order to navigate this life do it but it definitely can affect your messaging it can determine who you're calling in and who is going to want to work with you going to want to be in your community going to want to be in your space messaging is so 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 powerful it's so 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 important um the reason why I speak authentically like myself like for example this podcast all over the place ADHD um I keep in my stuttering like all that stuff right is because that's the community that I want to (laughs) attract all my neurodivergent baddies come this way. ADHD, come this way. On the spectrum, come this way. I get it. I understand. We, our brains think in a very similar way. And I am. I love being in the space with neurodivergent folks because they just get it. Like it's a space where I feel very comfortable and nurtured. You are a Black and Indigenous femme woman plus someone who is harmed constantly by misogyny come this way I know you get it I know you get it um you want to authentically speak without having to overthink what you're saying without like without having the fear of saying something wrong or incorrectly come this way I've been unlearning that for half of my life come this way you stutter you have a speech impediment come this way literally I was told by my first business coach that I would never be successful and that I should hire them as a speech coach because I of my the way that I spoke and my stuttering and my ADHD I never want to be in space with anyone who's ever thinks that way ever so I authentically speak and I leave all my stuttering and I leave all my mistakes and I talk super fast sometimes and I pause sometimes because I want people who get it and don't think that that's a downfall and that's going to impede me from being successful f that come this way so messaging is really important the way you project and present yourself is really important and it also is going to attract the people who are going to be in your community so if your messaging is all over the place if it's inauthentic if you're just doing it to be trendy I mean 
Honestly, I'm not a business expert. I'm not a trends expert. Do whatever you want. But to me, that just seems mm, not worth it. It's not worth it. It literally is not worth it to me. I want to be in community with folks who care about my lived experience. They care about the parts of me that make me so unique. And I want to be in community with folks that I can truly honor, see, witness. And I feel like I can be a space for them. I want to be in spaces that don't center perfectionism, that don't center whiteness, or at least are striving to decenter whiteness and who are striving to learn to do better, are striving to just be the best version of themselves, even under these systemic, systemic conditions, oppressive conditions. Like that is the folks, the community that I'm, I'm trying to really build. And so... I also try to teach other folks how to do that. And honestly, from what I can see with my clients, it's working. So I'm going to keep doing what I got to do and it's going to work. I don't care about no, I don't care about, I don't care about bro business, white, patriarchal, whatever. You have to do this way to be successful. F that. If we don't start shifting the ways that we are going to do things out of the fear of like not being accepted by white society, then nothing's ever going to change. And something about me is I'm an Aries Mars, so I'm a bull right through it. So I don't even know if Aries Mars has to do with that, but something about me (laughs) is I'm a... I'm a disrupt. (laughs) Okay, y'all. I really love that I feel so comfortable to be in this space and talk to you like this. Like we're besties. I don't know if you know already, but we're besties. So if you would like to continue supporting the show and playing my voice, please consider leaving a rating review on iTunes and a rating on Spotify. It really, really helps me out. I'm trying to reach 50 ratings on iTunes. So, or Apple Podcasts. So, um, help your girl out. And until next time, be the catalyst that you never thought you needed. Bye.